Hello and welcome. I'm Sue Palmacon, aka The Divorce Doctor, and I welcome you to Heart to Heart with the Divorce Doctor and friends. Whether you or a loved one are considering divorce, in the midst of it, or coming out of it, this show is what you need to listen to. Divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but for friends and family of those divorcing too. We are here to walk the path with you, bringing you specialists who can help you make better decisions, provide you with resources and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that, quite frankly, can bring out the worst in you. And today, I'm so excited to be here with an amazing woman I'm proud to call my friend, Lorraine Thomas. Lorraine is CEO of the Parent Coaching Academy that works with individuals, schools and employers supporting and empowering parents. She's an international speaker and an author and national resilience spokesperson for Disney's Inside Out, one of my favourite films. Hi, Lorraine. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Thank you very much. That all sounds quite a lot, doesn't it? But actually, my most important job is being a mum, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about how parent coaching works? Yeah. And, and actually, Sue, you know, when I first trained as a life coach, I was kind of like a martini coach, you know, anytime, any place, anywhere. But my passion was always for supporting parents um, yeah. because I'd gone into that um, I'd gone into that line because I was pregnant with my daughter, Holly, and she's 18 now. Um, and so my passion was for, for supporting parents. And I, I've had a really fantastic 18 years, actually. It's been real a real sort of privilege for me to work with mums and dads in that most important job they do in their lives. Uh, and, and, and across all the kind of different sectors. So, you know, with charities, with schools and, and, and with, parent, uh, with parents in, in companies. Um, and actually, you know, when I first started, you, that, was, that was something that didn't happen in companies. You know, work was work and home was home. And yeah. you would never go in and say, oh, I had a sleepless night or my teenager didn't come home or, you know, we're, we're, we're getting separated and it's, you know, really difficult at home. Um, and that's all really changed, thank goodness. So I think you know, there's a lot more conversation and dialogue, you know, and support available for parents. So in terms of me, you know, I work with parents in all those different kind of places. Mm. I also work with them um, schools, so sort of training senior leadership teams who are trying to engage with parents, you know, particularly actually, you know, younger teachers who don't have so much experience uh, when it comes to sort of supporting parents through yeah. life-changing kind of. Um, moments like separation divorce bereavement serious illness um and and so I, I kind of also work with children in the schools as well and and sort of privately so I love that kind of joined up approach do, do you know just trying to yeah. help everyone yeah because you know divorce and you do a fantastic job so you know you, you really do an amazing job and I can't recommend you enough because um, I know how, how, how brilliant you are at what you do. You have professional, you're professional, you have a passion and there's such a massive need. Um, do you know, everywhere you look now, um, there are children who are, you know, and, and like you say, either their families are going through some sort of separation or divorce or they're, they, you know, they're involved in some way. And it's, it's a really difficult time for all families. And so I think it's really important that we can give them, you know, that support, those tips, those tools. Yeah, yeah. So how can it, how does it actually benefit the children and the parents, you know, when you do this coaching? So I think in terms of the coaching that I do, um, you know, I'm not really the expert. You ask my children and they would say, <laughs> I've got a lot of, you know, I've got a lot of things to learn. 
But actually, I do love the work that I do because I do see the changes that that children can bring about in their own lives and parents can bring about in their own lives and in their families. Actually, all the things that you, I know, sort of talk about and, and are really important at times when parents are going through something like separation and divorce are actually really good practices for all families at all times. Because I think, you know, for me, um, you know, the key thing is to help parents and children manage their whole range of emotions. Uh, you know, so and to do that on a daily basis to get really practiced at that. So when something, you know, really painful comes along, like, you know, my parents are separating, you know, or, or they're divorcing, that actually, you know, children and families have those tools in their toolkit to think, you know, this is going to be tough, you know, and, it, and there's no, you know, way, two ways about it. It's going to be really tough and really painful. It can be really difficult, but actually uh, they have the tools to manage that whole range of emotions. Because I think, you know, particularly at times around separation and, and divorce, there are all sorts of emotions that are coming, you know, up and down, aren't they? You know, there's fear, there's sadness, there's anger. And, and kind of, I think always it's, you know, it, with children, their behaviour is like the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? The tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And so we really want to tune into that emotion that's driving that. Because often, you know, at home and at school, for example, you know, their behaviour can present in a really challenging way, you know, quite angry, uh, you know, because they, they, you know, they're trying to make sense of something which is really difficult for them to make sense of, that they don't want to happen. And, and, and that can come out in their behaviour in a whole range of ways. And so I think for teachers and for parents, and for me, when I'm talking to children, it, you know, it's really important to get below um, that tip of the iceberg and, and to find out you know, which, you know, what the emotion is that's driving the children and to help them to manage that emotion and, and to know that, you know, all emotions are natural and normal. That's why I love sort of inside out, really, because, you know, they're all there, aren't they? They all have a part to play. It's not some are good and some are bad. You know, it's yeah. not that anger is, you know, bad and joy is good. They all have a part to play. They're all natural and normal. And I think, you know, children and parents can spend, you know, and, and me as well, I work at all these things on a daily basis. We can spend a lot of time and energy trying to push anger away, push fear away, push sadness away. And actually, I really want to get children and parents to the point where they say, come on in, you know, I yeah. can handle you, I can manage you. And so I have kind of three E's. When I'm talking to parents and to children, I kind of have this little journey that I'm hoping that I can kind of take them on. And um you know it's e e e and it's to engage with them do you know i think for children particularly and, and you know parents will know this that one of the things that that children can dread is to kind of be in a headlight conversation yeah. come on let's talk about this you know and they kind of like just like you and me if someone sits there and says like come on lorraine do you know tell me about this it's when you're in that kind of situation it's really difficult to kind of open up and, and, yeah. and to talk and so I think that engage is really important um, and you know if you're going through separation and divorce as a parent uh, you know those those kisses those cuddles that physical contact that connection that connection not perfection and and actually kind of really engaging with your children at the level that they are and, and remembering to have in moments of darkness remembering to kind of celebrate those moments of joy Absolutely. as well um, you know because they, that's the foundation to build on isn't it that's something we can we can draw on and so that's um you know engage with the children lots of parents that i work with and, and you may well feel, find the same so they actually find it much easier to talk to their children outside of the house 
you know, when they're going taking the dog for a yeah. walk, kicking the yeah. ball around, doing just something where they're both a little bit, you know, more relaxed, um, you know, and outside of the house, that fresh air. We know there are lots of really good sort of, you know, well-being aspects to being out there if you can. So that engage, that explore, you know, explore how your yeah. children are feeling. And I think, you know, for for um you know for children and for adults we say don't we name it and tame it you know give that emotion you know the way you're feeling a name because it's the first step to thinking i can manage that yeah um so name it you know name it and tame it and and um and the, and the third e is really empower you know so yeah. i think quite often you know as parents and i you know i do this as well you know i'm working at this all the time we, we can be tempted to kind of step in and solve our children's problems and their you know issues and find solutions because you know we want them to be as happy and as confident and as secure as they can in a very you know what can be unhappy and insecure situation um i think that you know the most important thing for me is is to empower and that's to listen to the children and and to actually get them to start thinking about you know what what they can do that will help them to manage yeah emotion yeah. you know and to make connections with other parts of their lives so i had one um, little boy actually his, his parents were going through a very acrimonious divorce and um he was really struggling at you know lots of different levels and and he he found it really difficult to talk to and he you know he, he blamed himself that's another really sort of common thing you know they would argue about him and he would feel it was his fault yeah and, and, and actually, you know, he was a really fantastic um, sports person, and he was a great, you know, on the on the football on the football field, he was a great team captain. Do you know, he was really determined, and he would be really courageous, and he would really help other team members when they were feeling disappointed. And and so actually, when I was, um, you know, when we were talking, we didn't sit in a room and talk. We went and and, and kicked a ball around on a football field, you know, just to remind him yeah. of those real sort of you know, those skills, those qualities, those values, those strengths that he has inside him that can help him through this at a time when he feels he can't step forward. And I think as a parent, you know, that's a really important thing that we can do for our children, you know, to really kind of build that core resilience that's based on evidence. It's not just something we're saying to help them know that all of those strengths are portable and in those moments of darkness you know that they have them inside and that they have them and they can use them yeah and that's that's such a, a valuable lesson for for children to learn isn't it you know if they're good in one area they're very often then that that feeling of of being good spills over into other areas mm. yeah absolutely you know every child has got something that they can excel in yeah it's absolutely. just a matter of finding it and then channeling it yeah and remembering it and so remembering we're, it, yeah. we're kind of really struggling with something whatever that might be uh, you know that's the time that we, that we forget those things isn't it and so yeah. kind of we really want to remember those and, and i think for parents as well you know and i've worked with a lot of parents in lots of different different difficult situations but um you know, for them, it's it's remembering to to look after themselves, to create that environment on a daily basis, where you know families can talk about feelings. You know, is, is it, you know you want it to be age appropriate, but you also want you know parents to be able to talk to the children about how they feel. You know, to know that it's okay to talk about feelings. You know that 
you know, when, and, and what they do when they feel that anger, that fear, that sadness. Because then I, I spoke to a mum actually uh, last week and, and she's just come through, um, you know, really difficult divorce and she has three children. And she said, Lorraine, you know, the most important thing that came out of our conversations together was that I realised that I was, you know, I was focusing so much anger and energy, you know, on my ex. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't helping at all. Do you know, by the time I told three friends about the awful things he'd done and the way he behaved, I didn't feel any better. No. You know, I felt worse. And so actually just thinking, OK, I'm really going to focus as a mum on what I can do that's inside my control that I can manage and, and know that there are certain things and, and your partner's behaviour, you know, whether that's mum and dad or mum and mum or dad and dad, your partner's behaviour is outside your control. Exactly. And so actually, you know, kind of using that stress and recycling it into an energy that can help you move forward, I think is, is, is a really important um, tool for parents to be able to use. Yeah, because every time they tell their story, they're just re-energising those memories. Yeah. So, you know, what we try and t tell them to do is turn the volume down. Yeah. yeah. Until, you know, it's, it becomes insignificant. Yeah. And, and Dan Siegel, um, Sue, you've probably come across him. Yeah, yeah. About the upstairs and the downstairs brain. Yeah. And I think for children, actually, and for parents going through any kind of life changing or, or just, you know, actual normal family moments that are tricky. I think it's a really good sort of visual way to explain to children and to parents what is happening in your brain. Because, you know, for children particularly, they can feel overwhelmed by the emotion, you know, kind of as though they're really paralysed by it. And, and actually he, you know, Dan Siegel talks about the upstairs and the downstairs part of the brain. And I know you're, you're an expert in that whole area. But, you know, for me, it's, a, it's an easy way to explain um, that children and parents get. And that downstairs part of the brain, that limbic region, which is the emotional engine room. So when they feel angry or fearful or sad, it comes in like, you know, charging like, you know, electric current. The upstairs part of their brain, that much more rational, helps them to make good choices, to be brave, to look at their skills and strengths think about how they've managed challenges before, think about who they can ask for help. That's another really important thing, isn't it? And normally that upstairs and the downstairs part of the brain, um, you know, they're connected, they're in balance. You know, but when our children sort of get angry about what's going on at home, or we as parents, you know, get angry, um, you know, there is a neurological reaction and we do actually lose that connection between the upstairs and the downstairs part of our brain. And this downstairs yeah. part, like you say, is the much louder voice. You know, it's really in our ear and we can't hear the upstairs part of the brain. And, and so that's what happens, isn't it? And that's why we feel that we're, we, you know, we, we're paralysed. Um, and, and actually that part of our brain is much better developed. You know, in, in, it won't develop sort of really very well in, in, in children until they're in their mid-twenties. So right. the whole of the time they're, you know, school and, and maybe university and beginning to work, that downstairs part of the brain, that, that emotional voice is a really loud one. And so, you know, helping us uh, as parents to understand that and think, you know, how can we, you know, get back down like that? Because that's the way we can start to manage those emotions and yeah. actually teach our children that they're not going, you know, there's not something sort of going wrong in how they're feeling. There's a, there's a reason in their brain that they're, they're feeling overwhelmed like that. And to help them to do that, I think, um, 
uh, you know, is, is a really big thing that we can do. I have sort of have an ABC, you know, when that happens, when we flip our lid, and we all do, every mum and dad, you know, in, in normal yeah. life, we flip our lid, it's, it's, it's what happens. Um, a, accept how you feel, name it and tame it. B, you know, take a deep breath in, in through your nose, out through your mouth. I say to the children, you know, in like your favourite pizza, it always seems to be pepperoni. I don't know, always. <laughs> <laughs> and, and out like a bubble, you know, so actually because by doing that, you know, your body can't be stressed and relax at the same time. So as soon as you start to do something physically that will help you to yeah. relax, that will help. You know, we talk a lot about breathing, don't we? But that's, you know, actually putting it into practice. And, and that's the, so, you know, accept how you feel, breathe, you know, connect, you know, think about that connection between your upstairs and your downstairs brain. Yeah. And choose something that's inside your control. And I think that that's why for me, Sue, all the seminars that I, that I run and webinars for parents everywhere around the world, you know, building that relaxation into your daily routine is not a luxury. It, it's a must. So it's a necessity, isn't it? Yeah, because if you're yeah. doing it on a daily basis and it's, and it's, you know, as essential part of your routine as cleaning your teeth, doing something um then actually what happens is that when you have those moments those those really difficult moments in life or just in the day of a normal family life that you have that as a tool in your toolbox to help you to manage because actually you know for our children to see us modeling stress in healthy ways yeah um that that's really important it's, and it's hard isn't it Do you know yeah. when you're a parent going through something which is really difficult and really hard you know, a lot of us, and me included, you know, we turn to unhealthy ways to manage that stress. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that takes working out, that takes support. And that's why, you know, I think people, uh, you know, like the work that you do, Sue, in terms of having a divorce doctor who can actually coach somebody on a one-to-one -one basis, it, you know, is, is really essential. Because, you know, mums and dads, um, they are fantastic at putting everybody else first and shuffling themselves down to the bottom of the pack. And actually, you know, you are the engine room. Whatever your family is going through, you are the engine room. So you need to be in the very best place to be able to be the best to yourself, the best, you know, that you can for yourself, the best yeah. mum, you know, the best daughter, the best partner, whatever it is. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. That's a luxury. Yeah, I think the, the other thing that I always encourage people to do is to end the day on a high. Yeah. So think of three things that you're either proud of or that have gone really well that have happened in the day. Yeah. Because our brains are so tuned into the negatives. Yeah. If we can overpower that. Yeah, absolutely. By thinking of positive things. Yeah. And absolutely. Keep, keeping a, a gratitude journal. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great idea because we do, don't we tend to fall into bed thinking, oh, you know, why did I do that? Why did I shout at them because they didn't get into their pajamas? You know, you can fall into bed feeling a real nag and thinking about all the things you haven't done or should have done differently and all the things you've got to do tomorrow. And I think in that moment, and the neuroscientists, I'm a great, um, I do lots of work for Thrive Global, which is a website, which is fantastic. And it's all sort of evidence-based from the yeah. scientists about, you know, what's happening in our brain and why certain things work. Um, and they can demonstrate sort of quite clearly, the scientists, that, uh, you know, if you actually just take even as little as 90 seconds to bring yourself into the moment or to, you know, think about your positive mindset, um, that that can actually make a sort of real difference to kind of what's happening in terms of your mental health and well-being. And so 
I think that whole area of, of sleep, uh, you know, and, and, and going to bed, just thinking about something that's gone okay or made you smile. And I'm a great believer, Sue, by the way, of having photos all around the house. Because, <laughs> you know, again, the scientists can sort of demonstrate that if you look at a photo, it pretty much mirrors kind of the emotional response in your brain that happened when you experienced it the first time yeah. around. Yeah, and the, the brain can't differentiate between imagination and reality. No, and, and so that's a brilliant kind of, is it in terms of, you know, thinking, especially on those, those days when children might be having a wobble when they go to bed, you know, to have a wall that is full of um, kind of pictures and experiences, people who are there, you know, to help them feel yeah. loved and secure. But I think that whole area of the sleep routine for mums and dads, not, not just mums and dads going through separation and divorce, all mums and dads, yeah. um, is a really important one, you know, to look at and, and, and really look, you know, get up close and personal. And, and, you know, there are lots of there are lots of sort of tips and things around. But I think the, the one that has made the most difference to all of the hundreds of parents that I've coached is, you know, keep your devices out of the bedroom. Absolutely. And buy an alarm clock. I've had a, I've had so many emails from people all around the world, you know, all sorts of jobs. <laughs> saying That was great. We bought an alarm clock because, you know, we know the research, you know, is the last tends to be the last thing, you know, that we touch before we go to bed. And the first yeah. thing we look at when we wake up and and actually kind of modeling healthy sleep routines i think is, is really important because you know, children who are involved in in, in uh, their parents going through some kind of relationship issue you know that's one of the big things that can be affected isn't it you know the yeah sleep and, and, and of course problem. sleep affects all sorts of other areas absolutely. of your life yeah. and yeah. other areas of life are going to affect sleep yeah so absolutely. you know yeah. get get that as the the central part i know when i'm going through the health and wellness wheel with with my clients yeah or sleep i start off with because mm. to me that's the the critical element of coping yeah and it just makes such a fundamental difference doesn't it yeah you know, if, if you wake up and you've had a good night's sleep you know you behave in a completely different way you have a different you know mindset don't you yeah mm. yeah and even if even if you take a, a cat nap in the middle of the day that could just recharge the batteries for coping yeah. later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I think, you know, as a mum or a dad, you want to do what, what helps you to manage your stress in a healthy way, Yeah, you know, whatever that is. And, and, you know, it's different things for different people, isn't it? You know, but actually finding something and trying it. You know, I think habits, if we do them sort of confidently, calmly and consistently, we can establish some really good habits, you know, in, in 30 days. And if you get to the first seven you know you're likely to get to that 30 so I think you know whatever works for you because everyone has a different opinion don't they about yeah. what you should do and how you should do things yeah. you know listen to yourself and think you know what works for me and give it yeah. a go and do it consistently you know whether that's an energy nap or you know whatever it is that works for you yeah yeah so have, have you done any work with um single parents or, or people that are actually co-parenting and helped the two separate parents to co-parent effectively yeah and I think I mean this is probably the hardest thing isn't it in in any kind of relationship yeah. breakdown see but we also know for children it's it's the really important one that does have a powerful impact and so actually helping to keep the lines of communication open between parents who may have separated you know who, who are trying and it might be Kind of acrimonious or they might be trying their hardest you know to co-parent effectively it's really tough you know because actually 
you know, in normal, you wouldn't know what there's no such thing as normal family, but in a family where there's no separation or divorce, parents still argue, they still disagree about how to do, you know, discipline, education, yeah. bedtimes, food. And, and so that whole area of communication is a really tough one and, and, and particularly tough if you are in a situation where you feel that your partner um, has behaved in a way which you find really difficult and unacceptable and, and you might hold responsible for the breakdown of the family unit and, and so I think you know the important thing to try and keep in mind and I know it's really difficult you know is, is that the children are at the core and, and, and actually you know when I'm sitting and talking to, to parents we um, you know I like to have a photo of them there you know just yeah. I think it's a, obviously you know they're connected with them all the time you know they're connected with their heart all the time but but just to have that kind of visual reminder of just just the at the, the darkest times the hardest times you can dig deep and whatever your feelings are for each other that you try you know you won't be perfect it's tough it's climbing a mountain but you try your hardest to keep them at the center and to ask yourself is what i am doing and my partner's doing and we're trying to do together the best for our children yeah. and, and and i think that is a really difficult thing to keep focused on when you know not are you dealing with the kind of the emotional uh, challenges but that might be financial they're you know healthy but you know have impact right across the board and so to actually keep those lines of communication open with a partner i think is the toughest challenge and the most important one yeah. in very many ways because there's no doubt in my mind and i've worked again with hundreds of children who who are going through some kind of um family breakdown experience that the children who who can manage it sort of the most effectively are those where the parents are working really hard not perfectly working really hard at putting them at the center yeah. and making sure that they know that that child is loved you know that's secure and that there might be kind of differences in opinion but they're working them out and they can be you know civil and calm to each other um and you know one of the really difficult things i know you know mums and dads have said this you know to me so often and i'm sure you've heard the same so it's really difficult not to be negative about your partner when they've been behaved in a way which absolutely you think is absolutely appalling it's really difficult not to not not to talk about that you know, not to say things to your children you know yeah. and maybe when they've gone off for the weekend to spend the weekend with mum or with dad or you know you know the other the other parent and they come back and you know you can feel you're dealing with all the kind of fallout of what's happened yeah during that weekend and that is really tough isn't it that is really yeah. tough that is when we have to dig really deep and think i'm not perfect you know but what can i do that will help and, and keeping my children at the core because we we know in the kind of the, the short and the longer term that is much better for children if they are actually trying to deal with this difficult situation anyway in an environment where they feel that they're supported by both parents and that both parents are working at and it might not be perfect but working at coming up with you know a solution that works for the family yeah yeah and that that's the important thing isn't it that every child deserves to be loved by both parents yeah and yeah. to love both parents unconditionally yeah, yeah absolutely you know, they don't need they don't need to hear 
what's going on in the other parent's mind about the other parent. Yeah. You know, and, and in the long term, we need to be acting as role models for our children to show them how we can deal with adversity in a, a, a yeah. strong, positive way. Yeah. And, and that's really tough, isn't it? We know the theory of that is much easier. Than oh, absolutely. Practice. Absolutely. And, and actually, I think it's good for us to share, not, not just when you know, children, you know, families are going through separation divorce, but just generally, it's good practice as parents to kind of share with our children those times when we are finding it a bit tough, you yeah. know, and to talk about the things that have, you know, that help us when we feel sad or fearful yeah. or angry, you know, what we do. And I had one mum and she said, um, you know, I've always kept it from my children, actually, you know, that when I, how I, you know, how I'm, how I'm feeling. And they, I think they just think I'm the perfect mum because I kind of just get on and do it. But then as soon as she started, you know, to open up and they saw that she, you know, she was vulnerable and she was working at different things. Um, she said that really sort of significantly changed their relationship. Yeah. You know, she was being open and honest about how she was feeling, but not just talking about it. It's like we said before, you know, if I say to you, say, oh, I'm really tired. And I go and say to somebody, you know, downstairs, oh, I'm exhausted. By the time I get to the third person, I'm feeling shattered. Yeah. So, so it's not just talking about it. When, when we're talking and listening to our children about how they feel, um, you know, it's important to give them that space to talk about how they're feeling. Yeah. I think it's also really important not to get in the well with them. You know, they are in a well. And actually, we want to stay on the outside and empower yeah. them to help them get out of the well. We don't want to get in the well with them. Because if we all just talk about how we're feeling, and it's the important part of the process, but it's a first step. If all we do is talk about how frightened we are, you know, this, our, our emotional, that downstairs part of the brain is just feeling more frightened and more frightened and more frightened. Yeah. And it's growing inside. So we want to talk about, we want to kind of, um, you know, acknowledge how we feel. But we also want to think about what we're going to do, how we can manage that emotion, yeah. you know, and, and, to, and, to, and to sort of take a moment and, and to actually come up, um, you know, lots of, you know, mums and dads and children who've actually kind of got their own little toolkits. So they have like a jar, <laughs> you know, when they did, when they, you know, when they find something that, you know, works, that helps them, they put it in the tool, you know, just put it in the jar on a sticky. Yeah. And when they're having a moment and they, they're kind of thinking, what should we do? you know, when I feel angry or, you know, a child is disappointed at school, they get all the stickies out and they put them there and they say, oh, this worked and this worked, do you know? So I think yeah, that's, that's kind a of remembering idea. things that have helped you and, and, and kind of committing them because, you know, family life is so busy, isn't it? That kind of, the, you know, you, you get through the day and the next day comes and you forgot what you did yesterday. Yeah. Helping children and parents to remember, you know, what it is, you know, and it, and it can be a small thing or a big thing. Um, but to help them to remember that they have got tools in their toolbox that have helped them to manage their emotions successfully yeah. in the past. Yeah, and that that's that is the role of the of the coach, isn't it? To hmm. to give them a whole range of tools and then let them choose which one is appropriate for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people get in touch with you? So I'm always around, Sue, at um, the Parent Coaching Academy. So um, www.theparentcoachingacademy.com. And that's all um, one word, isn't it? It is. The Parent Coaching Academy. <laughs> it's a long one, but it's there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, what I do. And, um, you know, I've, I've sort of written several books that um, people have found useful. And I run, you know, my seminars and webinars. And, um, 
and and I have to say that you know I've I've learned the most over the years from the children and from the parents. You know, I I I always love you know when they when I get a call or an email that says them um, you know Lorraine, you won't believe what happened, and of course I will believe what happened because I think you know parents are so resourceful, they're so problem solving, they're so practical, yeah. they're so amazing in so many ways that actually you know when they have the kind of the space to think about you know what's going on and, and what they want to do to try and improve the situation in a positive way parents have you know they have fantastic um you know they have fantastic results we ran them um, we ran a, a survey actually last year at the parent coaching academy so with a thousand children who were aged nine to eleven and we said um we asked them who manages stress the best and actually it was it was such an interesting one because um but, you know they said teachers definitely manage stress the best right they were at the top children regarded themselves as in the middle and parents came way down at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> sorry mums and dads i know i'm down there with you but, but in the children's you know perspective it was parents who who, who, who couldn't manage stress and and i think that's sort of a it's a really good kind of moment isn't it to think yeah. okay so if that's what the children are thinking how can we flip that on its head because you know if we're managing our stress and modeling it well and it, it's hard for us isn't it whatever we're going through then that's what our children are learning to do and and there was one child who actually said that it, no it's none of those things mrs thomas it's it's alexa what is it about alexa and he said well she's always you know she doesn't shout she's always really calm and, and actually when i've run workshops you know seminars in companies and schools i've talked about the alexa kind of factor and it's true and i've had you know i've had mums and dads who stood up and said oh well actually it's true you know we've programmed alexa to do part of the bedtime routine and and you know the children listened to her and it was and it's and, and, and it basically it was kind of really just interesting listening to alexa because she is she's calm she's yeah. consistent you know she's confident and, and so just taking a back seat um so the reason I say that is just because I think that was quite, a, you know, it, it was one survey, but it was quite a snapshot into yeah, how children perceive we yeah. manage stress. You know, and there's never been a more stressful time, has there, Sue? You know, you know, to be honest, in lots of ways, yeah. lockdown and COVID and, you know, homeschooling and working from home and all those kinds of things. But we all also do, and I think it's true of, of, of walking with children on that journey through separation and divorce, we have just like in lockdown the potential to come out of it more resilient absolutely yeah um and i think the same is true of separation and divorce you know i think we walk that journey with our children we don't want to push them in a particular direction or pull them we walk with them and it and it will be hard it will be tricky there will be things that happen in that experience in terms of your relationship with your child and your communication and, and, and what happens that will actually really strengthen both of you and strengthen yeah. that relationship. And, and so it is a mountain to climb, but once you come over that mountain, and it has an impact, doesn't it? We know for, for, for many years to come, it, it, it is something which we're managing. As we yeah. know, it's not to kind of that's done. Um, but actually it does enable you as a, as a parent and as a child kind of look back and, and, and think actually you know that I, there was something that that grew inside me in terms of my strength mm. when I was going through that difficult situation and it might not seem it at the time so overwhelming but it's like all things in life isn't it we we often 
and um, you know learn the most and grow the most through those things that are yeah. actually yeah. really painful for us yeah and it's it's seeing divorce as a new start not yeah. just as an end of something it's yeah. the start of something new yeah. yeah and it's whatever you make that something new yeah and it's a different chapter yeah and the way you communicate that different chapter you know with your family with your children is absolutely you know key isn't yeah. it isn't it absolutely you know, in terms of your frame of mind um and that's the that's the tough bit you know recognizing that one you know chapter is closed and another one is is beginning but but you have a lot of things inside your um you know in, in inside your core you know resilience and and your relationships with your children and and always remembering you know to ask for help i mean that's another thing i think really important you know for mums and dads and children lots of children that i see think oh you know i have to do everything myself i have to get through this myself yeah really important i think that you know we we send that message loud and clear as parents all parents you know that actually it's a real strength to ask for support lots of different people to give and ask for support um and that there are lots of people who can help us through it we're never alone absolutely absolutely so i i'm just so grateful for you coming and those words of wisdom have been amazing so i'll put lorraine's contact details in the the broadcast notes below the the podcast so just a massive thanks for giving up all this time it's been so lovely talking to you oh it's been great to chat with you see and i know you do a, you know fantastic job and i just want to say my one thing as i go is you know the world we leave to the ch to our children depends on the children we leave in our world absolutely so, and, and i think you know you do do a fantastic job of helping lots of people in so many different ways so i've really enjoyed it and i hope we can do it again soon thank you so as well as being a certified divorce coach i was divorced myself at the age 50 so i've been in the same situation as you let me walk down the path with you as your thinking partner thank you for listening today and it's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life facing divorce reach out to us at www divorce-doctor.com or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Sue Palmer Conf.